0: It's time to make some magic. Joining us now, the Magic Man himself, radio play-by-play announcer, Jake Chapman on In the Zone. We've got Stone Cold Locks coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, but before we get to that, the man to my left, the radio voice of the Orlando Magic, Jake Chapman, is here with me up on the club level as we watch... Some Magic and Wizards players shoot around in anticipation of the final game of the homestand. Is there a single tear that's going to
1: roll down your cheek at the end of tonight's game? This has been a fun ride. It's been a very fun ride. Um, hopefully not. I feel like if I'm crying at the end of tonight's game, it's because, it's because <laughs> that the witch streak is it's no longer is uh, dead. Uh, it's a figa baba tonight.
0: A figa. Uh, let me try and figure this one out. <laughs> it's the first and first end all. of a
1: back to back. The first game of a back to back. Exactly. The Sega Baba people. When you say that, nobody really, except for maybe Tyler, uh, understands what I'm talking about. The Figa Baba. I'm trying to get to catch on. It's not. It is not at all <laughs> catching on. I had never. Yes.
0: Yeah, I never heard that. But I just figured the Sega Baba is. A, when did that become a thing? Because this is the first year I've ever heard. And I'm. I'm hearing real basketball analyst that I trust and respect using this word that sounds like something that would come out of my four-year-old's
1: mouth. Right. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you. It's a few years old in my world, but my world is NBA Twitter. And so, you know, the Zach Lowes and the Josh Eberlees or whoever these okay, guys so are. Okay, so Zach Lowe's been sega for for he's, uh, he's been he's been Sega-bobbying for a while, and okay. I it's 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 I can just picture it in like a written. I, they used to do things like write articles and have blogs and stuff like that. So here AI just does that. Now. AI just does it now. Exactly, they create authors if, if you're talking about Sports Illustrated. Um, and, and so it's you don't hear it very often. You come out of broadcaster's mouths. It's certainly more of a written uh, NBA Twitter type thing. Right. Um, so I think that's part of why people can't quite wrap their heads around it when, when you say it, because it's it doesn't really read. Are you going to fit it into tomorrow's broadcast, you think? Yeah. I, I mean, t- tonight, tomorrow, I, Magic Drive time. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm trying to get it out there. We're starting a movement. All right. I dig it. Um,
0: really excited about what we've seen so far. The reaction that we're getting from fans about what this team is doing right now. I mean, I have to pinch myself sometimes because it just it feels too good to be true. But, you know, it's really not that odd when you look at what the Magic were at the end of last year and then what they've been able to roll over into this season. Um, why do you think there was... I don't want to say pessimism, but I don't think anybody outside of the players
1: that play for the magic thought that this was a possibility. Yeah, it's, that's a really good question. And it's been what two, three years now. Where throughout training camp, we've talked about okay, is this it? And I guess really last year was where you had some some real expectations as you looked down the roster and you thought, okay, we got some guys. We get the number one pick. Um, Franz, obviously, his rookie season turned out I think better than a lot of us thought. There was at least some some real optimism last year, but you knew it was going to be an uphill struggle and then the injuries hit you start five and 20 what was it it was 29 and 28 from then on and yep. so you come into this year thinking okay can we be a 500 team for a lion's share of the year and that'll put you in place to maybe make a make a dash we have this big long uh homestand coming up at the end of march eight games it's a fr- uh, a franchise long Throughout the history of the Magic franchise, um, can you stay within striking distance and, and then make a move? I think what we forgot is over those, you know, 50, whatever games last year where you were about a 500 team. Um, you were the sixth best defense in the league, defensive rating, and so that is sustainable, and that is something, and then, you know, we talked a lot about the continuity, all those guys are back, You added Joe Ingles, and that was about it, Um, and two draft picks who, you know, one has been called upon, but um, this is the same group of guys, and so if you believed in the front office and the development staff, and there was really no reason for you not to, based on what you saw from Franz in year two, what you saw from Cole um, in year three, like, I, I think there are a lot of reasons to believe that that they were going to be able to build upon what they did. You just didn't. I mean, I don't think anybody expected fifteen and three, you know, or, or an eight game w- uh, win streak. Um, so it's all kind of clicking right now. But you know, what makes you nervous is the offense has been really good the last five or six games. Are you seeing a little bit of slippage defensively? Not a ton. You're still the third best defensive team in the league by the numbers, but. Um, You just want to make sure it's not like whack-a-mole. You improve one area and then another one sort of crops up. And we haven't seen that so far this year. So I think they believed it, and I think we had cautious optimism. But, you know, I forgive Magic fans for not wanting to jump on the bandwagon too soon. It's been a long time since the team has played this well.
0: Uh, This is just – I was optimistic coming into this season. I thought that this was a surefire play-in team. I said that anything less than that is a disappointment because that's my expectation. So the now we're I I we we started having this conversation yesterday. All the questions that start to pop up when you achieve this level of success, and and part of that is, well, forget about a play in hmm. uh, playoffs. That I mean, if this continues, Jake, we're going to start talking about. Home court advantage in the playoffs. You know, that's just one wrinkle to this. You know, I'm getting ahead of myself. But those, so I'm not saying we have that conversation today, but these are the type
1: of conversations that you get to have if you continue this level of success. Brandon, it's very early in the season. Yeah. Boston plays Philadelphia tonight. Philadelphia's coming off a loss against the uh, Pelicans. They've been red hot, 12 and six to start the season. They look really good. We beat Washington. Philly beats Boston tomorrow morning we're going to wake up the top team in the Eastern Conference. Oh, man. I mean, just think about that by virtue, of course, of the tiebreaker because we've already beaten Boston. We've already beaten Milwaukee, the two teams around us in the top three. Um, do I expect us to finish the season one or two in the Eastern Conference? No, probably not. But why not? I mean, the way we're playing right now and the fact that we're still not fully healthy and we are going to get Wendell back and eventually Markel, and you expect further development from our young players. I mean, I'm just looking at what Cole Anthony's doing this year. Like, he, he, right now, he's the almost clear-cut front runner for six-man of the year. He scored more fourth-quarter points than anybody on roster. If I told you who scored the most points in the fourth quarter, 18 games into the season, and the answer wasn't Powell or Franz, you would think that's a terrible thing. It's not. Uh, Apollo and Mo Wagner have scored the same amount of fourth quarter points, and part of that is because there have been a few games where you're up 20 and you and you had your bench guys in there in the fourth. But um, you've got you've got a lot of guys playing their best basketball. And the other thing is this, and you talked about it the other night. I think it's such a great point. Boy, the vibes are good, aren't they? I mean, it's just you don't have any veterans who are you know kind of pussy at the end of the bench and, and you're expected waiting for the trade deadline. Cause you got to get this guy out of town or guys who don't feel like they're getting their numbers or their amount of shots. It's really an all for one mentality. And part of that is that you're young. Part of that is that you're kind of taking the NBA by storm right now. Everybody is enjoying this ride. Um, and, and part of it is, I, I think the type of guys you have in that locker room. So the vibes are very good right now.
0: As uh, you can relate to this as a, um, a newly minted father, but I think about ever since I had a kid, I, th- I think about the buying the jersey thought. Yeah. And there are certain players in sports that you just wouldn't buy your kid their jersey. You cheer for a team whose quarterback. I probably. haven't done.
1: I haven't gone through this yet. This is. Uh, this is great.
0: Deshaun, you know Deshaun Watson. You're not buying your kid a Deshaun Watson. I'm just assuming that you just. Okay. You'd say, let's say Mark Cooper. Yeah. You we know, We got how many other players? like Miles. Choose from? He's fun. Yeah. Don't you like Miles Garrett? There's a player for Oklahoma City right now that I think maybe jersey sales would be dipping based on uh, some stories there. Um, even I've had trepidations. Not that I'm out here buying a bunch of jerseys, but this is just the thought process. Tyree Kill and his past. Uh, even though I'm a Dolphins fan. There's not a single player on this team that if, when you're at if you're then this isn't a sales pitch for the team shop, but there isn't a single player on this team that if you're at the team shop you have to look and go, well oh, that's kind of awkward. I don't think I want to go in that direction. No, and you're it's right. A
1: good, it's a good thing. It that, really is. Absolutely. And I mean i i would I would have obviously Gogo Batazze at the top of my list if I were if I, if I were buying jerseys. Petase at the team shop. If it's not, I mean, you can always get something custom-made. We have like a Josh Dobbs situation gotta, going here. <laughs> yeah, a, Josh Dobbs was as good a quarterback as he was a social media poster. Uh, no, I love Josh Dobbs. Uh, no, you're right. It's a, They're a very easy group to root for. I think Jalen is kind of in the center of it all, the way he reacts to the crowd. That was so fun the other night, that moment, um, you know, replicating the, the heat dunk and then just standing there and soaking it all in. That'll, it's going to make for a great... Uh, still frame, get that thing blown up and, and frame it and put it on your wall. Um, it's been it's been a really, really fun homestand, and the team is responding to this crowd. And I'll tell you what, I mean, it's it's been a long time, Brandon, since people have stopped me around town and told me how excited they are about this team, and I'm getting that quite a bit these days. Yeah,
0: I uh, I was at Jimmy John's yesterday getting a sub, and while these guys, and they make subs really fast over there. Freaky they, fast. Freaky fast. <laughs> and they really do. I mean, it's ready in the... the the snap of a finger. Uh, there's your free plug, Jimmy Jones. Yeah, uh, But, yeah, they were while they're making the sub, within the eight seconds it takes them to do that, they're talking about the win streak. T. It was so cool. I'm, and th- I don't think that that's ever happened. I don't think I've ever been ordering a sub, and the people behind the counter are talking Magic Basketball. Oh, this is where we are. Hopefully it continues tonight. Jake, we will chat again in just minutes. You got it. Thanks for the time. Coming up next, my stone-cold locks of the week after this.